what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You can hear the good knowledge of the Lord today, but unless you mix it with your faith, put your faith in it, place your faith in it, it's not going to benefit you. You must place your faith in what the Word of God says. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Have your Bibles, will you turn with me, please, to the book of Second Chronicles? Second Chronicles chapter 30. And we're going to begin in verse 21 today. Second Chronicles 30 and verse 21. And the children of Israel that were present at Jerusalem kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with great gladness. And the Levites and the priests praised the Lord day by day, singing with loud instruments unto the Lord. And Hezekiah spake comfortably unto all the priests that taught the good knowledge of the Lord, and they did eat throughout the feast seven days, offering peace offerings and making confession to the Lord God of their fathers. And this morning I want to take a look at the good knowledge of the Lord. There's good knowledge found in the Word of God. There are good things in there, and you need to know about it. And uh, King Hezekiah took this opportunity to have the Levites to teach the people during the Passover, and that's what we want to deal with today, the good knowledge of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before Your throne of grace today. I thank You for every person that is under the sound of my voice today, and I thank you for this privilege and this opportunity to stand before the people. Lord, I've studied and prepared, but I lean not upon that, Lord. I must have your anointing today. I must have your help. Lord, help me today to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, help me today to say the things that you would have said. Lord, may it go forth as an error and hit the spot. Lord, may it accomplish that, Lord for which you would have it to. Lord, convict today wherever conviction may be needed. And Lord, whatever the needs of the people might be, Lord, I ask that you use me today to meet those needs and anoint you people to hear and receive of your word that we might be drawn closer to you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen and amen. The children of Israel are celebrating the Passover something which had not been done in Israel since the kingdom was divided some 260 years earlier. All of this was instigated by King Hezekiah, who was one of the godliest kings that ever graced the throne of the southern kingdom of Israel. The headlines of the day talked about how 
Those of the northern kingdom had lost their loved ones. They had been taken captive and had been made slaves and carried off to Assyria. And in an effort to address all of this, King Hezekiah sent letters out to all of Israel, including the northern kingdom, inviting them to come and celebrate the Passover. Many of the people, sadly, uh, in their minds, it wasn't a time to celebrate. Celebrating was the last thing on their minds. But folks, let me tell you something this morning. In this life, you're going to have tragedy that takes place. There's going to be some hard times. Jesus said that in this world, you'll have tribulation. And that you will. And in the Psalms, it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. That's the good knowledge of the Lord right there. But Paul said in Romans eight twenty eight, We know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So bad things are going to happen in this life. It's just the way that it is. But God works everything out to you good. That's the good knowledge of the Lord. You say, well, Brother James, this morning, you, you just don't understand my financial situation. Well, Paul said in Philippians 4.19 that my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, you say this morning, well, Brother James, I went to the doctor this week and the report wasn't good and I don't have much longer to live. Well, let me tell you something Today, if you're saved, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And my friend, that right there is the ultimate healing. But let me tell you something else today. I serve a mighty God. I serve a God that's able to do all things. I serve a God today that can heal you today, who can touch you today. Sir, if you have a problem in your back, he can touch you. Glory to God. If you have a problem in your head today, he can touch you. If you have cancer in your body today, Jesus Christ can touch you and heal you of that malady glory to god that's the good knowledge of the lord glory to god whatever you need it can be found in his word to the people of that day there was a word of knowledge given by hezekiah to the northern kingdom he said in second chronicles 30 verse 9 if you'll turn again to the lord your brethren and your children shall find compassion in the eyes of their captors, and they'll be allowed to come home. That was the good knowledge of the Lord for the people. Unfortunately, the people, they laughed and they mocked, and they decided to wallow in their self-pity, and they stayed home. Let me tell you what Paul said in Hebrews 4 and verse 2. He said, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. The good knowledge of the Lord. You can hear the good knowledge of the Lord today, but unless you mix it with your faith, Put your faith in it. Place your faith in it. It's not going to benefit you. You must place your faith in what the Word of God says. And some of these people did just that. 
Second Chronicles 30, verse 21, the Bible says that the children of Israel came to Jerusalem and they kept the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days with great gladness. These people came to the right place. They came to the right place where the sacrifice was being offered up. If you want a greater knowledge of the Lord, you got to go to the place where the sacrifice is being offered up. And this morning, let me tell you, here at Friendship, we offer up Jesus Christ and Him crucified every week as the answer to the ills of mankind. You know, you can go just about anywhere and get a preacher to tell you what you want to hear. You can get a preacher to tell you that it's okay to go out here and live any old way you want to live and everything will be just fine. But you're not going to find that here at Friendship. Because that is not the truth. I remember a preacher telling about a vision that he had. I was reminded of the vision yesterday. We were burning some limbs down there back of the farm and watching those flames as they licked up those limbs and the heat coming off of that. This preacher had a vision of hell. God showed him hell. He said, I saw those flickering flames. It was like an ocean of flames. And I could see the people rolling and tumbling in it, being tormented in those flames. He said, and something caught my eye. There were some walking among those flames, walking among the damned, and they would reach down into those flames and they would grab a person by the hair of the head and pick them up and look at them and drop them back and reach down and grab another one and look at him and drop him back. And the preacher said, Lord, what, what are they doing he said, they're looking for the preacher that told them they could live any old way and still go to heaven. Are you listening to me? So there's plenty of places out there, my friend, that you can go to that'll tell you it's all right to shack up. And for you young people that don't know what shacking up is, that's when two people are living together without the benefit of marriage. It's wrong. The Word of God says it's wrong. This Bible says you're, well, Brother James, there ain't nothing going on. The Bible says you, to, you are to avoid the very appearance of evil. And two men living up and getting married, that is wrong. That is an abomination in the eyes of God. It's not right. But you can go to a church today where they tell you, oh, well, it's just another lifestyle. It'll be all right. That ain't what this book says. There are warnings in the good knowledge of the Lord, and it's good for you. You need to know about it. Many of the people that came to the feast they were from the northern kingdom. They came from a church that was not offering up the sacrifice. Oh, don't get me wrong. They had an altar. They had all the outward trappings of religion. It looked like God, sounded like God, but it was not of God. All of the attention was given over to a golden calf. 
All of the attention was, all of the things that were done was to draw a crowd, was to draw men. It was all about man. It was man-centered. Going back some 260 years earlier when the kingdom was divided, King Jeroboam, the northern kingdom chose him to be their king and in an effort to keep the people from going across the border into the south to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, he had two gold calves erected and made up his own feast similar to the Passover and said, These calves be the gods that delivered you out of Egypt. And for 260 years, these people went to a church that sounded like God, looked like God, but it was not of God. And these people lost their way. There's a lot of people going to church today that's going to lose their way because they're going to a place that's not teaching the good knowledge of the Lord. Now, 2 Chronicles 30, verse 21. The children of Israel, they kept the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Leaven, or yeast, it's a bacteria. It causes bread to rise. In Bible typology, leaven is a type of sin. It is that within the heart of man that causes man to rise up against God. And these people partook of the feast of unleavened bread. There was no leaven in the bread. They partook of that feast for seven days, the Bible says. The bread was a type of Christ, unleavened. No sin. No sin in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he, talking about God the Father, made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us, to be a sin offering for us. Who knew no sin? Jesus Christ knew no sin. He never sinned one time in word, thought, or deed. But he became a sin offering for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but that right there ought to make you shout. You see, because our righteousness is as filthy rags. Without righteousness and holiness, no man shall see God. But at Calvary, Jesus Christ took your sin and he gave you his righteousness. And today you stand before God justified, just if I'd never sinned. Glory to God. That ought to make you shout today. The Bible says that the people celebrated with great gladness. Verse 21. I don't know how much those Old Testament saints understood. The knowledge in those days was very limited. But there was some shouting and some gladness and a time of joy going on. The Bible goes on to say that the Levites and the priests praised the Lord day by day, singing with loud instruments unto the Lord. How much more should you and I today sing and shout and praise the Lord? We got something to sing about. 
because we have the complete word of God today. We have a good knowledge of the Lord today. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. The Bible says, for as much as you know, you need to know what this book says. For as much as you know that you will not redeem with corruptible things of silver and gold from your vain conversation or your vain lifestyle received by the tradition of your fathers, means that that's what you were born into, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but manifest in these last times for you. Many of the people from the northern kingdom, they were ignorant. They did not understand the proper protocol. And here they were partaking of the Passover. They were rejoicing, praising the Lord. But they were there. They were not sanctified. They were unclean. They were ceremonial unclean. They that there was a certain protocol that one was to go through in order to be able to participate in the Passover. And if you did not do that, then there was a death sentence upon you. There was a sentence of dying an early death. The Bible says that Hezekiah prayed for him, Second Chronicles 30, verse 18. He prayed for him, saying, The good Lord pardon everyone that prepares his heart to seek God. And the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah, and he healed the people. God is a gracious God. He is a merciful God. He forgave and healed these people because of their ignorance. But ignorance is no excuse. These two fellows were down in the ditch working with their shovels. They were digging a hole and Right across the street, this man walks up with a three-piece suit and a briefcase in his hand and sits down under an oak tree on the park bench. And they're just shoveling away. And one of them looked at the other one and said, Why is it we have to work here in the ditch all day, all nasty and digging, dirty, sweating? And this man walks up with his three-piece suit on and briefcase, sitting down in the shade on the park bench. The guy said, you know, I'm going to go find out. So he walked across the street and he asked the fellow, said, we over there working in that ditch. We want to know why we have to work in the heat of the day, sweating, nasty. Here you are in your three-piece suit and your briefcase. Why is that? The man stood up and looked at him and he said, sir, I have education. Education, what's that? Man told him, said, well, look, I'm going to put my hand on this tree right here, and I want you to hit it with the shovel. And so he did. And the man pulled his hand away, and the man hit the tree. And the guy said, education? Oh, I understand now. Well, I got me some education, too. So he goes back across the street, gets down in the hole with his buddy, and they go back to digging. And his buddy asked him, said, well, did you find out what the difference is, why he gets to wear his three-piece suit and briefcase sitting on the park bench in the shade all day? He said, yeah, he's got education. Education, what's that? 
The guy looked around, and he, he took his hand, and he put it up in front of his face like this right here. And he said, I'm going to put my hand right here, and you hit it with the shovel. <laughs> the end result of that was not good. And the end result of being ignorant of God's Word, my friend, is not good. You're going to wind up in a place you don't want to be. Hosea 4, in verse 6, Julie, if you will, put it on the screen. God said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, the good knowledge of the Lord. Hezekiah used this opportunity to educate the people. If you'll look there in verse 22, he had the Levites to teach the good knowledge of the Lord. Let me tell you this today. Educating yourself in the Word of God is the single most important thing that you can do. And did you hear what I said? Jesus said in John 5, verse 39, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. You can have more degrees than a thermometer, but if you don't know this book, are you listening to me? A man that don't know his Bible is not educated. And unfortunately, we got a bunch of people running our country now that's uneducated. There are some things that you need to know in the good knowledge of the Lord concerning the last days. Second Peter chapter 3. Verse 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times would come, dangerous times. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. That's a disobedience to authority. Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Now look at verse 6. For of this sort are they... Speaking of false teachers, preachers that'll tell you anything you want to hear to make a buck, to draw a crowd, which crept into houses and led captive silly or foolish or uneducated women laden with sins, led away with diverse lust. Back in those days, the education of women was not as prominent as it is now. And these false teachers came in and they took advantage of their ignorance. And you need to understand this today. There are those out there in this world, there are wolves in sheep's clothing who will take advantage of your ignorance of the Word of God. So it behooves you to study the Word of God and search the Scriptures and know what this book says. Notice verse 7, 2 Timothy 3, verse 7. They're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. That right there is an apt description of our public school system. 
What's going on in our public schools? Take a look right here at 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 7. They're being taught today that men loving men is all right. It's just another lifestyle. If you're a boy and want to be a girl, that's fine. That's unnatural affection. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. The list goes on and on. That's what's coming out of our public school system today. And if it's not really ingrained in them, then if they go off to college, it really gets ingrained in them. Ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You need to have a good knowledge of the truth, ladies and gentlemen. And the truth can only be found in God's Word. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's a lot to learn in the Word of God, but this right here is the number one essential thing, ladies and gentlemen. You got to know the way. You got to know the truth. And He'll give you life, and His name is Jesus Christ. If you're going to be saved, you've got to know Jesus Christ. It's essential. And then in John chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. My friend, you can be free today. And that is the good knowledge of the Lord. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 299 4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry go to establishedinthefaith.com click on the donate tab it's easy and all donations are safe and secure through paypal you can also mail us at established in the faith p.o box 601 bailey north carolina 27807 we look forward to hearing from you And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, 
Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.